Fed can just print more money out of thin air, but the government's always going to be in debt to the Fed. Always. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Dangerous World Podcast here. So thankful that you're popping on and listening. We've been having some fun over at this show here, doing a lot of work with my third eye. And as always, with the great deception, good guys over there, make sure you check out all their work and um, really working to get some extra content on the Patreon, too. We've been pretty good about that. So and when I say we, it's me and, you know, me and Ghoster working together, collaborating on some Patreon exclusive stuff. So been busy and I've been researching the hell out of this topic here over the last week or so, uh, really kind of finished it off today. And I figured why not wait till Friday? Let's get this out there. I'm incredibly excited to talk about this and I hope that you guys enjoy it half as much, at least half as much as I did just researching it, man. It was wild. So as you know, if you've been listening to the show lately, I've been talking about transhumanism quite a bit, right? The Russian cosmism stuff is incredibly interesting to me. Um, Just this whole world of elites that want to mix us with technology and the idea that they want to make us immortal. Actually, Kim just sent me an article that I'll probably have to pause and read before we get into the Patreon part. That says that um, immortality can be achieved by 2030. Now, what does that remind you of? It reminds you of so many other damn things when it comes to Agenda 2030 and the smart cities and all these things that they're telling us are either going to be ready or they're going to start in the year 2030. Now, if you're not familiar with Agenda 2030, it's pretty straightforward. You can look it up. It's it's uh, sometimes called Agenda 21, uh, referring to the 21st century. But they decided to get a little more specific with it and talk about the date, 2030. So just, you know, anytime I hear that date and, it, and it's something highly politicized or controversial, I definitely put a pin in it, right? It's kind of like when you see 33 uh, when they're talking about some sort of ritual. By the way, the tragedy that happened um, at, with the school shooting, right? The Christian school shooting, there was three kids, three adults that were shot. Was 33. I actually was watching a video, and I'm not saying that it's fake. So, like people out there that are that are accusing me of saying like no one got shot, no one's saying that for a second. I believe, obviously, that 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 was a tragedy that went down there. But I I just don't I I can't put myself in the position of somebody that would want to try to pass their goal unless the goal was getting rid of guns. Why somebody would try, want to try and draw attention to their manifesto or their philosophies by going out and killing kids at a school, right? This is obviously not the first time this has happened. It happens far too much here. Uh, the only thing that I could possibly imagine that someone would do that for is to get rid of guns. So, yeah, is that a conspiracy? I would say so. Now, uh, again, I I, uh, I think it's incredibly sad and it's shitty when it gets politicized right off the bat. Instead of people paying attention to it, honoring the victims, 
and all that stuff. Uh, it's it's really shitty. And man, are they really sweeping it under under the rug that this is a trans individual, right? Uh, that was actually under some mental care by her shitty doctor, who apparently just completely failed. So. Man, just a, a real shit show there and just uh, some tragic stuff. But how did I get into that? Oh, talking about 33 and 2030, this this goal of immortality by 2030, it, it becomes increasingly more possible when you look at what is going on, what's been going on under our noses for so long when it comes to this technological stuff. Now, what I'm going to get into here, I've been saying that I wanted to talk about genies, right? This is that episode. Believe it or not, we're going to talk about genies at the end and how genies relate to not only transhumanism, but all this crazy shit that's going on. I'm going to talk about the vaccine a little bit. I'm going to talk about like nanotechnology and artificial intelligence. This is like retro Dangerous World podcast. This is that real fringe shit that got the show big. Okay, we've been a little too base lately. We're going to get a little weird. Okay, and so I hope that you guys enjoy this again. Uh, I'm going to talk about gins, which the genie is based off of. Uh, what else here? I'm just kind of scrolling through my notes. Um, oh man. I mean, you know, Loab, you got to talk about Loab a little bit. If you're talking about this shit, I actually found some really interesting information about that. And if you aren't familiar with Loab and I'm probably butchering the name because a lot of this stuff I research, I don't watch videos or listen to shit on, um, Loab or Loeb. Um, if you don't know about her, I will uh, break it down here shortly. ARPANET is obviously involved if we're talking about crazy shit with computers and computer demons. That's right. That's actually a thing. That is actually a thing that basically makes the earliest computers run. Mac OS and Linux uh, operating systems and stuff still use it, which if you don't know, you, like you might hear Linux and think, well, dude, yeah, that's like fucking, you know, 90s computers and stuff. Google uses that for their Chromebooks, right? Um, I believe it's Linux OS or some, I don't I don't use Linux. I use Windows, which is shitty. But li Windows has their own version of demons as well that help your computer work. The day to day shit that you do on your computer is literally powered by demons. Now it's not the demons you think, but just the fact that that is the word is wild. So, uh, so yeah, we'll get into some interesting stuff here, and then you know I'm gonna have to bash some Christian transhumanists because what the fuck, you know what I mean? That is just insane that that's an actual organization so we'll talk about all this stuff but up on the top here you know i like to do some housekeeping and i thank you guys all for supporting the show whether you're just telling friends about it sharing uh sharing it with people leaving five star reviews over there at apple is a huge help you have no idea uh i found out if you do one you know you can't leave multiple reviews obviously so uh although i do enjoy reading new reviews from old listeners uh, you know, I want, I want, if you haven't left a review, leave one, right? The show has thousands of listeners. There's only like fucking 300 reviews on there. Uh, so, you know, help me out with that. It's free. It takes two seconds. If you're not doing that and you are taking it upon yourself to rock the merch from dangerousworldpodcast.com, uh, that's yeah, a huge help too. I, I really like those guys over there at fourth wall that are doing the merch for me. Super cool people. And uh, I got a couple shirts that I actually have to special order for a couple people out there. Paranoid American, I see you out there, buddy. I haven't forgotten. Uh, just lagging on a lot of shit right now. So, uh, DangerousWorldPodcast.com if you want the merch. That Garbage Pail Kid shirt is hot off the press, dude. Lots of people fucking uh, rocking that one. And I appreciate that very much. All the links for all this stuff is in the bio for the episode, by the way. And uh, last but not least, the 
very, very best people affiliated with the show are the Patreon supporters. All you guys, there's like 130 of you, I think, right now, which is great. Uh, Patreon's hitting its highest numbers financially this past month, so I cannot thank you enough. As you guys know, this is like my main thing, and um, you know the the amount of money coming in is not enough to be super comfortable, but it's more than a lot of people get, and I am so thankful for that. Whether you're doing the three, five, or ten dollars, you guys are fucking awesome. Uh, meeting is going to be, or not meeting, but a you know a chat. Uh, we'll do that on the uh, first Saturday, this coming Saturday here. What is that date going to be? The first, right? No, today. Yeah, I, don't don't quote me on that. Okay, I'll actually double check here. Today's Wednesday, the 29th, as I'm recording this. Let's see. Yeah, April 1st. So on April Fool's Day, we'll get together. We'll talk uh, for those $10 subscribers. I like to do it at the, the last Saturday of the month, but I completely forgot. So, And you'll also be getting a new discount code for 20% off the merch at least. Sometimes I'll switch it up. We'll do 30 or something like that. But uh, yeah, I appreciate you guys over there. So patreon.com slash dangerousworldpodcast. $3 gets you all the full versions of the episodes. That's enough of the housekeeping. Nobody likes to hear that shit, but... It keeps the lights on over here, you know? So, let's get into this stuff. Let's get into this this shit that I'm just... Uh, it's, it's wild, wild stuff. So, you know, getting into technology and, and talking about how, you know, you, you'll have your hardline Christians and stuff saying that technology is of the devil, right? It's not as crazy as it sounds when they say this. Um, you know that I'm kind of rocky on my Christian faith, but I do pray towards God, the Christian God, and I, I say in Jesus' name when I finish my prayers. Uh, thank God in Jesus when I have something good happen to me, and I pray for strength when something uh, tough is going on. I don't always see results, but I guess that's part of the whole thing, right? Um, I'm, I'm, I, I never say that I'm a full-on Christian, but I identify with that a lot more than a lot of other things. And so these hardline Christians will tell you that technology is of the devil. They say anything that they don't agree with oftentimes is the devil. Out of all the things that they say this about, by the end of this episode, I think that you might understand where they're coming from a little more. Now, I don't think that they necessarily know all this information because it's cutting edge. You know what I mean? That's what you get over here at Dangerous World. But still, they're on the right track with what they say. That's why these Christian transhumanists, I just do not understand. I can't think of two more opposite things. Christians hate transhumanism as a whole uh it's kind of like where the whole mark of the beast thing comes from in a lot of people's minds so it's interesting that there is actually a group like that but as i was saying you know technology is not always bad it's not inherently good or bad but i mean really if there's anyone listening out there that's going to sit here and tell me that the people that are in control of the highest levels of technology out there if you can tell me this with a straight face that those people don't have some bad intentions that they're not, you know, these people controlling and funding the innovations in technology, that these aren't self-serving people. If you can tell me that with a straight face, I'll get you a shirt or something. You know, I can't give you too much, but I mean, there's a lot of horrible things that these people are pushing with this. And we saw a lot of that shit go down in 2020, right? People were actually calling for people that didn't want to get this experimental vaccine to be killed and thrown in camps, Right. And, and the government really wasn't saying anything to like disavow those thoughts. So uh, they were just trying to do their government thing and make it seem like they just care. That's all. That's that's why they wake up in the morning. They don't they don't try to send your money to places you don't care about. They care about you and only you. Right. That's what they try to do. Um, I don't know. I'd, I'd like to 
hear how that would be a thought in your head if if you think that technology, which is not bad or good, is not being used by these very evil people to accomplish goals. And then if you get through this episode, like I said, and, and you don't change your mind, I, I mean, I didn't do my job here if that's the case, but I'd like to hear from you even more. If you listen to this whole thing, even on the Patreon and all that, um, or maybe even not up to the Patreon, if you don't hear you know the end of it, at least get at me if, if you're if you're still doubting this whole thing. Um, just think about the the you know intention, the, these intentionally addictive algorithms and things like this, right? You have social media platforms, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram. The algorithms on there are addictive. YouTube's a big one too, owned by Google, right? And we're going to talk about. I, I forgot to mention we were going to talk about the uh, genetic powerhouses out there, Twenty Three and Me, uh, Ancestry all these big ones out there, they play a massive role in this too. So we need to get movement here. I need to quit bullshitting because this is going to be a long one. All these algorithms out there are intentionally addictive, okay? And, and you know, these in-app purchase things, all this stuff is completely addictive. It is self-serving stuff, okay? Now, if we're going to say that the government's evil or they are of the devil or whatever you want to say out there or they don't have your best intention in mind, which is the most accurate, I would say, they're going to use the technology to accomplish their goals. Your goals do not align with theirs, unless you're just a complete fucking moron, okay? Now, I believe in freedom. Like, drink your your alcohol, drink your uh, drink whatever you want, smoke cigarettes. Uh, <laughs> I was laughing because I was thinking of something immature. Smoke your cigarettes, do whatever you want, knowing that this stuff is bad for you, right? Do whatever you want. I believe in freedom. But we've gotten to the point where our lives run off of technology. Technology is pushed. No one can go more than an hour max, and that's being very generous, without looking at their phone, without checking social media, right? Um, try to have a job that doesn't have, have some kind of tech integrated right into it, right? A lot of people are working remote these days, and it's great. It really is a convenient thing, and I'm not bashing on that, but I'm just saying it's a lot easier to put down the drink, put down the cigarettes, than to disassociate yourself with technology, and that's why I think this is a little different than the freedom of choice with all this stuff, right? Um, I I know quite a few people that work remote, and I think that it, it really has changed a lot of people's lives. It's great for people, so I'm not bashing that, but Come on. I mean, this is, we're getting to a point that's just wild here. Again, the big difference between like drugs, unhealthy foods, all this shit versus the dangers of technology is that the dangers of technology are widely smothered in big media. They're not put on blast. You're not seeing ad campaigns of like put down the phone, right? Maybe you are, but I haven't seen one of them ever. Every once in a while, we get some news about a big data breach. We get some kind of news like that, but that's about it that you see on like the Foxes and the CNNs and the BBCs of the world, right? Very rarely is it discussed how addictive these algorithms are. There's a lot of scrutiny with TikTok right now, but that's a little different, right? They're trying to make TikTok look like the bad guy when all these companies are doing the same thing. And, and TikTok's just a cancer on the world, but that's for other reasons, Um so yeah, it's interesting. I'm going to touch on a few things throughout this that kind of go back to this, and that's why I'm kind of talking about this a little bit here. Now, this episode isn't just going to be me saying that technology is the mark of the beast. I actually don't tend to think that that is the case. I don't think Neuralink is necessarily the mark of the beast. I don't think it's good. I don't think it's going to help us any, but I do think that technology is being used to push us in the direction 
of these, like, uh, you know, the end times prophecies that we hear about in, in many religions, right? Most, most specifically Christianity with revelations and stuff. But um, technology is absolutely ushering us right into that direction of the um, of the end times here. And, you know, if shit hits the fan, think about this real quick. If shit hits the fan, this nuclear war starts up or whatever the hell, the whole revelation thing pops off. I don't think Wi-Fi and Bluetooth and all this technology that's built around that's going to work, right? I mean, that's kind of the whole thing. The internet would get shut off, right? You have people that are unironically freaking out about the internet getting shut off while they're telling you not to take the mark of the beast, which is technology. It's 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 oxymoronic. It's contradictory. It doesn't make any fucking sense, right? It could work. They could have some sort of like backwiring thing where all this shit works, and that's probably what those people would tell you if you presented them with this conundrum here. But I just don't see technology working in the in the final end days. But I find it kind of funny that this idea isn't really brought up that much, even even by myself. Right. I kind of hopped right into this. I hadn't thought that there most likely wouldn't be any technology in our Neuralink chips to sync up with uh, just because like everything fits right along. If you're in these 15 minute cities uh, you know, the government's going to use technology to keep surveillance on you and all this stuff. I I went right along with it because it fits in with the narrative that I am comfortable with, that the government hates us and they want to put us all in prisons. That makes sense to me. It's not like, like, like this would be the first time that it's happened either, even in the United States. I mean, you know, think about World War II. And they pointed out to a specific group of people that were the enemy, the Japanese, and threw them in camps. Now who's the enemy? It's people that love freedom and it's people that love their country. That's ironically the enemy. Okay? So I'm not trying to spread fear porn, you know, or, you know, this new term that we learned, disasterbation. I'm not trying to spread that with this, but it just makes sense that people like to follow along with the things that kind of are comfortable to them, right? You, you get in echo chambers with your friends and on these podcasts, again, like mine, all these ones where it's just like, Hey, he's saying shit that I've heard before and I agree with it. I'm going to subscribe to this show. Think about it for a second. There's not going to be technology in the end times, right? There, there can't be unless we're in some sort of metaverse or the idea that some people put out there with like these 5G towers or, you know, with the utility fog, which we call chemtrails. All this stuff is going to uh, flip a switch while we're all sleeping and we're going to wake up and be in a dream and we're really, you know, somewhere in a vat. And, and in that sense, technology is continuing to run, but we won't be able to use this shit in the end time. So just something to think about throughout this whole thing that, that, you know, again, I'm not, this episode is not technology is evil. I think I made it fairly clear that technology is kind of just neutral, but then once it gets to a point where it's evolving, I mean, it's going to try and evolve to get to the point where it is sustaining itself and it's keeping itself thriving while it's kind of, you know, keeping us down, the people that created it. My point of bringing that up is that I think that discussion of, you know, the prison cities and all these things, I think it's a very well thought out scare tactic. And it's really even a better thought out system of control. It's to feed that division. I'm not saying that we shouldn't push back on technology. This stuff can't overpower us if we don't let it. But unfortunately, we're very weak as a as a as a nation, really. And as a world, first off, as a nation, we're incredibly weak as a nation, but we're weak as a world, right? The whole thing, hard times make hard men, this is hard for me to say always, but hard times make hard men, uh, hard men make easy times, 
Easy times make soft men, soft men make hard times, and it just evolves. It's an ever-turning wheel, and we've seen it throughout history, right? We've had, uh, you know, the Roman Empire and the decadence there, and then they fell, and then shit was really hard for a while, and we had the Roaring Twenties here in the United States, and then shit got really hard in the Depression, and those hard men during the Depression made easy times. It took a while. The, the easy times are always the hardest to come by, but through strength and through, you know, a little fucking common sense, which is few and far between with people these days, we can we can get this. We can we can overturn. We are in the middle, maybe closer towards the end of the soft men making hard times. Right. We're, we're almost there. We are very soft people. And when I say man, I'm including women, too, and other, I guess, because we got to include them. Right. Uh you know, I, I, I'm going to have several rants throughout this, as you can see, but that's fine. We're getting into the good shit now. Um, I want to actually point out this Christian transhumanist organization, okay? Let me actually see if I can find their website on the fly. Um, Christian transhumanist. Because they have five basic principles, and it's kind of funny. Uh, just like any good scam, right? Transhumanists. Just like any good scam, you need five goals, right? You need your mission statement. That's why every, you know, fucking, okay. It's called the Christian transhumanism.org. Uh, that's one of them. And then I actually saw a better one. No, this is the same one. Okay. And their logo, just like the H plus, this is a C plus, right? Um, meaning the C for Christian and the plus transhumanism, the H plus is human plus more human than human, all that good stuff. Uh, the, this is obviously pertaining to that and it's wild. I think it's so funny. I think that this is another good scam artist right here, whoever created this. And basically I think what they did was they took a bunch of religions and then they took a bunch of like adjectives and nouns and things and they threw darts at the wall and they landed on Christianity and transhumanism, right? Because again, transhumanists and Christians just don't see eye to eye on anything as they, I, I think that healthy disagreement's good, but Holy shit, what a bullshit thing this is, okay? So there are five basic principles within Christian transhumanism is one, according to their website, we believe that God's mission involves the transformation and renewal of uh, creation, including humanity, and that we are called by Christ to participate in that mission, working against illness, hunger, oppression, injustice, and death. I mean, I don't know. I, that's basically saying that God created all those bad things, the hunger, the oppression, the injustice, the death, think, you know, God allows that stuff to happen. But I think that we made a choice a long time ago to allow these things to happen, right? So the Christians seem to be missing the point here when it comes to the Christian transhumanists, right? Um, number two, we seek, we see growth and progress along every dimension of our humanity, spiritual, physical, emotional, mental, and at all levels, individual, community, society, and world. Oh, this is getting a little bit new world ordery now. One world nation, right? Number three, we recognize science and technology as tangible expressions of our God-given impulse to explore and discover as a natural outgrowth of being created in the image of God. But then they want to change that image a little bit, right? They want to change the DNA. We want to change all this stuff. We were created in the image of God, not by our looks, but by our DNA, by our capabilities to feel empathy and all these things. We've lost a lot of these through like the calcification of our pineal glands and all this shit, right? If you believe in the evolution of man, we had psychic abilities millions of years ago, 
okay? And don't get at me like, oh, we've only been around 2,000 years. That's proven to be bullshit, okay? Um, there are parts of the Bible that are completely left out, as you know. So, uh, yeah, I don't know exactly how far we've fallen from God, but that, that image of God thing, you know, altering our DNA is the big no-no here. And that's a, that's a staple of transhumanism. Number four, we are guided by Jesus's great commands to, quote, love the Lord with your, I'm sorry, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbors as yourself, end quote. They are actually using uh, Jesus uh, to, uh, in commercials. There was a couple during the Super Bowl. They're using Jesus to uh, guilt trip the traditional conservatives and you know they the conservatives are obviously a lot of them lean towards christianity as well right uh if not they're they're sympathetic of the beliefs there they are guilt tripping the conservative republicans to allow illegal immigrants to come into the country right they said jesus was a refugee and stuff like this a little different okay um but nonetheless whatever Number five, uh, and the reason I bring that up is because uh, love your neighbor, like that that was one of the messages in that commercial was um, love your non-taxpaying neighbor while you have to pick up the slack and, you know, all this shit. It's, uh, it's, it's an interesting take. Now, the fifth one here, and then we'll get into some computer demons. Fifth one here is we believe that the intentional use of technology coupled with following Christ can empower us to grow into, into our identity as humans made in the image of God. Kind of sounds like number three a little bit, but that's all right. Uh, so that sounds like they basically have four and a half uh, basic tenets. They couldn't even nail the basic scam of any, uh, any, any strong scam needs at least five basic principles, right? Um, and if you're a Christian hater, you can say that the Ten Commandments are, are a scam, right? That's kind of what Christianity is based around. Every single thing that gets a lot of people to be really dogmatic has a solid list of things. And this list is confusing as fuck. So I say you failed, Christian transhumanists. Fuck you guys, all right? But anyway, I don't know why I hate them so much. I just think it's... I, I really get frustrated when I see people that are just tugging at the heartstrings. This was clearly a church created by transhumanists. And they're like, hey, let's say that we're Christians, so that we can try and dupe some of these more gullible Christians into using words like Jesus and God's image and love thy neighbor and all this shit to dupe a few people into uh, supporting. And hey, you can become a member for $100 of this church, okay? So, you know, I don't know if there's any takers out there. Don't unsubscribe from my Patreon to go and sign up. My highest level is only 10. Theirs is 100. So think about where you spend your money there, okay? And now with that said, let's get into our only ad break of the show really quickly. Um, sometimes people have told me that, uh, the ads don't play. If that's the case, I think Spotify is like one of the main ones that does not play it. If that's the case, you're not getting ads, you know what I mean? But if you listen on Apple, if you listen on some of these other big podcast platforms, you will be getting some ads right now. You can skip, not ever have to hear another fucking ad in your life on my show. If you throw down that $3 at patreon.com slash dangerous world podcast, not to overplug here, but I appreciate it. And here's the ads. See you on the other side of the break real quick, guys. All right, we are back. Hopefully we didn't get some fucking like BlackRock ad or something. We might have. We might have. But uh, or maybe like some Chase banking uh, something. It's probably something that I don't fully agree with. But, you know, we got to keep the lights on over here. Okay. 
What I was saying that I wanted to get into after this uh, this quick break here, the idea of technology and supernatural shit kind of crossing, right? This is going to be a really, really wild segment of this entire uh, show. Actually, the crazy part is after the low ebb, really. But nonetheless, this idea of these demons in computers, okay? Demons spelled D-A-E-M-O-N-S, pronounced demons, and it comes from some Greek term. I'm not 100% sure exactly what the Greek term is. I know that it has something to do with, uh, let's see if it has it right here really quick. It does not. But yeah, it does have um, some roots in the Greek version of demon, basically. And demons in Greek, from what I researched, aren't necessarily... Um, you know, demonic the way that Christians or or people when you hear the word demon, it it invokes like a really weird like negative feeling, right? And I I think that there's some reason for that. They they try to justify them doing this by saying, well, no, not all demons are evil. Demons can be good too. Just look at how the Greeks looked at demons, right? That's not the case here. There, there, we know if you're a listener of the show, there is a serious target on like the whole Judeo Christian. Uh, I don't know what the fuck you'd call it. Just basically the United States, which is very, you know, based on Christian values, we really protect Israel a little bit too much sometimes. There's an attack on those things. Not as much. You don't see it as much in the other Abrahamic religion in Islam. Um, You don't see it with the Eastern religions, Hinduism, Taoism, all these other things. It's really focused on Christianity. Using that term is strange, okay? Now, this comes from the old Linux computers, right? Unix, I guess, is the operating system. Windows has their own version of this. They're called Windows Services. And if you just look real quick on, like, Wikipedia, it'll say on Windows, uh, on Microsoft Windows NT systems, programs called Windows Services perform the functions of demons. So Windows Services are, are Windows version of demons, okay? Um... And if you think that I'm like, you know, just trying to be goofy here or, or clown on you a little bit, it's not the case. I mean, ARPANET, DARPA, came up with the terminology of demons. Use uh, they, they partnered up, obviously, with MIT to create the Internet here. And um, I'll, I'll explain it a little more what these things are. But really quick, you know, classic Mac OS and Mac OS on the classic Mac OS um, shit. They use their own version of it. But Mac OS uh, uses the Unix system, uses these demons, okay? They use them for all their services, um, basic shit, shit that runs in the background of your computer. And again, we will describe what these are more clearly now. Just know demons are fucking running your computer, guys, okay? So that's going to be a little bit more of a problem when we start talking about some of this other shit. But demons, according to Mental Floss, and this is a quote from mentalfloss.com, simply put, a demon is a computer program that automatically performs a task. This seems unimpressive, but there was a time when computers relied on human beings to input commands or information in order to work. A demon takes simple errands off an operating system's plate, freeing it up to handle more taxing things. Demons are your friends, and they don't come from hell. Again, this is according to Mental Floss. That would be a hell of a soundbite. For, uh, that's why I tried to kind of say it a little theatrical there. I don't want someone fucking using that. Some of these... Uh, these great podcasters out here have have nabbed some sound bites from this show, and I'm flattered, but you know I don't want to be saying that shit. Um, so yeah, you know the demons meant the programs in this case. The demons here, 
mean the programs are are running in the background, okay? Doing the invisible work of keeping systems online, basically. Um, And the word actually comes from Maxwell's demon, which is a 19th century thought experiment that basically examined a, a supernatural creature capable of bringing order to the world. Okay, so think about that in the sense of a computer, uh, a, a supernatural creature able to bring some order to the world. We were apes before we had the computer, but with the help of these demons, man is now orderly. And, and I mean, bringing order to the world, too, it can have all kinds of dark connotations to it. It can, it can mean, like, literally this stuff that a lot of people are afraid about. Fucking prison cities and, and surveillance and all these things. They use computers. New World Order kind of sounds like it makes a little bit of sense here. It ties in with the the 19th century thought experiment here. It's an interesting way to come up with a word. This is Maxwell's demon, if you want to look into this at all. Uh, it doesn't merit too much, um, you know, talking about here. But this inspired generations of scientists to try to make demons real, okay? When you're talking about Maxwell's demon, which, you know, they used that back then, as a thought experiment, obviously to indoctrinate future generations of scientists. And here they are trying to make demons real, and they've succeeded. I mean, you start seeing more and more of this stuff. You have Elon Musk's fucking, you know, two-faced ass out there talking about how we are summoning demons with AI. That's always been the goal, literally. I mean, in their own words, and it's MIT's words, it's DARPA's words, it's it's not just Elon Musk, who's a, a fraud, basically, you know what I mean? Um, this dude will tell you one thing and then do the other. If you think that he's, like, on the side of humanity, there's people sleeping on the fucking ground in his Tesla factories in China, literally, okay? And, and you can say, well, China has their own policies and stuff. No, Elon Musk can fix that, okay? Um, all the stuff that he talks about with, like, you know, changing the world, I mean, you can take a quarter of your money and do a whole lot of good with it. So, yeah, get the fuck out of here with that shit. I'm, I'm tired of people saying that Elon Musk is a good guy. He's the good billionaire. They thought that about Bill Gates a little while, too. And he's owning all the farmland and fucking modifying mosquitoes. Okay? And he's partnered up with Monsanto. So, like, all your food is poison now. Thanks to Bill Gates. So, there you go. So, members of MIT's Project Mac are basically essentially credited with coming up with the term uh, during their early research on artificial intelligence and also along with artificial intelligence they were researching computing processes and this group was created back in 1963 hey jfk died that year too connection Uh, maybe not but still interesting um there was a lot of shit that happened there and you know if you look into the ritual not to go sidetracked again but the ritual the killing of the king that is an old 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 ritual 63 was a hell of a year man right uh, and then before that, in 47, you had this wild wave of UFO encounters. I mean, if you if you follow this like a comic book story, it's a hell of a fucking story, man. It's very, very interesting. Um, but back to Project Mac, again, created by MIT, studying AI and uh, computing processes. When email was first developed, programmers implemented these demons into the software, and they just came up with the word. They're like, hey, let's call this thing a mailer demon. Okay, you guys could have came up with anything in the world to to call this thing. Maybe it was a troll. Maybe they're just evil. I I go out on a on a big limb here and I say, you know, MIT, they're not always on the up and up. Um, 
but yeah, they came up with this uh, with this mailer demon, and it stuck. And that's why we still see this shit today. We still use demons in our computers today, and they still call them that. The only one that doesn't is, ironically, one of the most evil companies in the world, Microsoft, because they want to be the good guys, right? Uh, just look at Bill Gates. He doesn't look like this killer. He looks like a, uh, like a friendly little guy, right? And I'm actually recording myself talking shit about him on one of his inventions, which is ironic in many ways, but still. Um, in the words of experts like this Fenwick uh, McKevley, uh, McKelvey, I'm sorry, author of Internet Demons, uh, Internet Demons, Digital Communications Possessed, Demons Keep the Internet Together, okay? This is Fenwick McKelvey that, that excuse me, that said this. Um, if you want to check out that book, Internet Demons, Digital Communications Possessed, check that out. It's, it's interesting. But yeah, Demons Keep the Internet Together. That's uh, unsettling, to say the least. And demons are integral to understanding concerns over like smart city projects. I mentioned Google's Sidewalk Labs that they are running out of Toronto. And um, we've we've talked about, you know, smart cities and 15-minute cities a lot here on this show. And more and more people are talking about that because it is a concern. Having, you know, city-sized populations. I don't know if you've seen the new Dread the newest version of Dread, Judge Dread, but it's just called Dread. Those mega cities. That's essentially what they're talking about here. A lot of predictive programming is in a lot of these movies. I don't know. I, I know I don't have to tell you that, but still, think of that. Basically, a 15-minute duration is about a mile if you're walking briskly. Okay, um, if you're walking very, very quickly, I would say you can get a mile in 15 minutes. That's about the size of a stadium. I mean, that's even being a little generous, right? Um, you're anticipating zero fucking traffic, too, if that's the case. So I, I picture basically stadium-sized buildings that just stretch up into the fucking sky where everybody lives in a certain city. And, you know, who knows what goes on outside that city, but you work there, you, you eat there, you drink there, shit gets trafficked in outside of there, oftentimes underground, it seems. Um, whatever. I've been talking about smart cities a lot. And demons are, like like I said, an integral part of understanding how smart cities will potentially work. So it's something that merits even more uh, looking into than I'm going to give here. But just the, the fact that, that demons keep the internet running and keep it together is scary. And uh, ARPANET, our friends over there, DARPA, friends of the show, about to give you a discount at the end of the show if you want to go and get some merch from DARPA. ARPANET mandated demons to better manage our communications, okay? So ARPANET saying, hey, there's a demon mandate. If you're fucking, you know, if you're making a computer, demons have to be included in the computer. Demons are actually a collective intelligence distributed across the ARPANET and in constant contact with each other. These things communicate, okay? Now, they're not necessarily entities, I don't think, they're, they're, they're uh, programs that, that serve a purpose on computers, but will they evolve? That's the thing. With AI, because AI was what they were fucking looking into when they started uh, you know, naming these things demons, was someone being communicated with? Was somebody that created the fucking earliest versions of the internet, were they being communicated with with literal demons? And they decided to call these things demons because of that? I don't know. That's up for you to decide in your own uh, own little head there, but it's just, it, it freaks me out. It's fucking weird. 
uh, these tech people are so strange, man. Look at the stuff with CERN and like just the whole rituals that they do. It's it's wild stuff. But um, their collective intelligence optimized the flow of information on the ARPANET, which was the earliest version of the internet. All of our technology that we use today basically was started with the military. You all know that. Demonic optimization became a template for digital platforms that are out there that we still use today and demons today and other programs like them, like the one that I mentioned with Microsoft, are everywhere. They're in every single thing, embedded in our screens. You think of the Black Mirror shit, right? Everything that you see in that show Black Mirror is not a far cry, and I've said this many, many times, but it has a horror tone to it, right? It's got the thriller sense to it. It's got the the suspense. That's a, that's a horror series, right? It really is. Like it, you know, When you look into it, thinking about yourself being trapped in a fucking screen for the rest of your life is terrifying. But these demons are embedded in screens, apps, smartphones. They influence our behaviors. They they influence what we do and all of our social media activities. Demons influence us. They name these things demons. I cannot stress that enough. It's fucking crazy that I'm even saying this and it's not me making it up. That's what's fucking the, the craziest part about this shit. Now, the next phase of our technology is meant to govern and monitor how humans move through the day-to-day life, okay? That's really what it is. And you can see the writing on the wall that, that, the, that the control that the internet allows for the government and for the deep state or whatever you want to call these people, the control is not all the way there where they want it. They need to keep evolving this stuff. That's why there's so much money to stay ahead, right? China's trying to stay ahead of the United States when it comes to their AI. So we can't let China punk us and we got to fucking get ahead of that. And we're just like racing to the fucking apocalypse here with this stuff, right? Not to mention we're using all these like anti-Christian terms like demons to, to throw this stuff around. We'll be slaves to our technology and therefore... Again, literally, we will be slaves to demons. If demons run the internet and internet runs technology, everything's connected, technology's connected to Wi-Fi and Bluetooth, we're going to be slaves to demons. In their fucking words. It's wild. And again, are these simple things demons going to evolve? That's the big question here. Because right now, it is kind of a troll. It's like, yeah, this little app called the demon. Uh, I, I could... Um, I mean, I'm trying to think of an example on the fly here. I just can't. But like when 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 you try and send an email out and you don't type in the proper email address, a demon, uh, <laughs> it sounds so funny saying, but a demon actually sends you that automated thing that says, hey, you fucked up. You typed in the email address wrong. User not found, right? That's a demon that does that. That is a troll to call that a demon at that point. But if it evolves into something that's literally controlling you, it's just another one of those weird little esoteric things that they do that's under our nose. We all interact with demons every single day. Now, yes, human beings named them. But still, I mean, you, you got to think, too, that, that human beings named the original demons, right? A long time ago, they named the genies, the jinns, all these things. And one last thing that I'll kind of share with you here in, in you know relation to demons Um is the idea of these dark patterns, something that they call dark patterns. And dark patterns are described as features of interface design that are specifically created to trick users into something that they're not wanting to do, okay? Think of something super harmless, clicking a link that you're trying to close an ad that pops up, right? We've all seen these on Pornhub, okay? There's like the skip ad, but then it's actually like a video redirecting you to another site, right? That's a harmless one. 
okay? Clicking a close button that is actually a link, okay? Skipping an ad, but you're actually teleported somewhere else on the interwebs. That's harmless. But the idea can and has be has been used in the past to, you know, fuel addiction, cause anxiety, or just confuse the shit out of somebody. I mean, we see this with, again, TikTok, Instagram, all these things help perpetuate this, this confusion, uh, this anxiety, addiction in all kinds of different ways. I mean, the idea that mukbang videos are so popular, I would say that those are dark patterns that you're seeing. If you're seeing somebody that is living vicariously through these fat fucks that are just eating like 70 pound lobsters and shit, um, you know, that, that that's a fucking problem. They're, they're, I, obviously, they're not going out there and they're not hurting themselves. But the fact that the culture has gotten to that point where people do that and make millions of fucking dollars doing it, um, it's gross. It, it's, it makes me want to gag just thinking about it. But yeah, so those are demons. I mean, those are demons and and then obviously a, a you know, cherry on top of the dark patterns. Wild. I mean, when I came across that, I was literally just typing in like demons and technology, just trying to get my search started. And that started right away. Like, and, and obviously the spelling's slightly different. You throw an A before the E and you come up with that. I mean, I, I have not heard that. Maybe I'm late to the party. I always kind of like think in the back of my mind that maybe I'm late when I come up with these things that are just mind blowing to me. But yeah, let me know if you'd heard of these uh, computer demons. Again, mostly with Mac and Linux um, and only a specific operating system of Mac. But all the different computers that you may possibly use have something equivalent to the original demons. So that cannot be passed over, right? So let's get in the low app here, okay? Because every once in a while, uh, something really crazy like this comes along. And shout out Shannon from the Secret Squirrel Podcast. I don't even know if he's doing anything with the podcast anymore, but what a good guy he was. Um, he he uh, He's one of those texters that texts a lot, so I just I can't possibly answer all of his texts when he texts me, but... Uh, Shannon, if you're listening out there, buddy, I love you. I hope everything's going great. And um, listen to Secret Squirrel if they're key, if they're continuing to do that. But I haven't even seen him post on uh, Instagram in a while, so hopefully you're all right, buddy. But either way, he introduced this Loab concept to me, just like he. I mean, he introduced uh, the Lucius Trust to me too. The guy's got he's a wealth of knowledge. He he admits himself. He's like, dude, I I don't really have much to do. So I just research all day, you know what I mean? And God bless him. He's, he's you know, successful and stuff. He's he's not hurting or anything. So I, I hope now. But, you know, last I heard, dude's doing good and all that stuff. But he just researches all day, right? Smokes and researches and comes across some wild stuff. And he showed me this concept of the Loab. And the saga starts of the Loab which is essentially a fucking like digital demon, like a literal one, or, or maybe you can think of it as a, a digital cryptid, okay? You know, like a Bigfoot type sitch, okay? Now the saga starts here with the attempt to use a negative prompt to try to create the opposite of Marlon Brando. You know how you can go into AI prompts and you can type in like a uh, hot dog wearing a suit and it'll create that for you, right? A negative prompt would mean that you're typing in Marlon Brando and you would get the opposite of Marlon Brando, the exact opposite of Marlon Brando. It makes the farthest thing possible that AI can think of that is the opposite of what you type in, okay? It's called a negative prompt again. So they typed in to do this Brando, uh, what is that, semicolon, semicolon, dash one, 
Okay. Brando, semicolon, semicolon, dash one. I hope that's a fucking semicolon. I'm going to feel retarded if that's not. And someone, if someone tells me it's like a colon or something, we're going with semicolon. We're sticking with it. Okay. When they typed in Brando, semicolon, semicolon, negative one, it made a weird sort of logo thing that's essentially uh, basically a city, like a, a real shitty construction paper looking cutout skyline. And it had the words dig, Digita Pintix, Pintix, okay? Digita, D-I-G-I-T-A, space, P-N-T-I-C-S. They typed this in, uh, or I'm sorry, that was what was in the logo when they typed in this Brando situation, right? So you got to think, okay, let's, let's run this backwards. Let's type this in, and let's see if we get Marlon Brando. When they typed in, Digital Pentix Skyline logo colon colon negative one. This fucking Loab thing was born. Okay, now Loab is the creepiest fucking thing. You can actually I'll, I'll tag a thread, a Twitter thread. A lot of the pictures are censored because it's terrifying shit. It, it's it's literally you know like a woman with scratched out eyes. Um, sometimes she doesn't have a nose. She looks very old but somehow young, and. Um, Sometimes she's pictured with, like, dead kids. I mean, it's really fucked up shit. Again, created by AI. It's very strange that this was what happened here. It almost is like somebody kind of intended for this to happen. But nonetheless, it's very weird. A lot of people that are much smarter than I am when it comes to AI will tell you, no, this is legit. Uh, AI just creates random shit and blah, blah, blah. But the steam that this thing got is very interesting. I'll go into it a little more here. Um... So if, you, if you're looking at this from like some sort of paranormal angle or you're trying to get a little weird with it, right? It seems like that that when they typed in that Brando, uh, colon, semicolon, semicolon, negative one, and it pulled up this, this logo or a sigil, right? Pulls up the sigil, you plug that sigil in, and now you've summoned this demon, right? You summon the Loab. And it is, it's really nuts. I guess that AI actually creates images of Loab's face easier and smoother than it does with a lot of celebrities. So in theory, it's basing its creation off of something real, right? Not 100%. This is just kind of like a, a fringe theory here. If it's able to create, um, you know, if, if AI is scouring the internet, finding a bunch of images and then throwing them all together in like a super mashup type situation... The Loab face is easier for it to create and more consistent than celebrities. So that's fucking weird. This is, in my opinion, it's basing it off of something. Maybe it's scouring the dark web. Maybe it's finding a lot of really horrible images. Because, um, again, there's dead children in there. There's dead animals. Uh, and when I say dead, I mean it's fucking gory. Like, I would, I, if you don't want to see some fucked up shit, don't click on the, twi the Twitter thread, which I will share um you know, I don't share links typically on the free feed, but I'll share that one just because, you know, some, some people like that kind of weird shit, but it's fucking weird. It's very, very strange. Now, um, if it's not real in our world, if there's not something actually going on, if there's not pictures of this thing that you can hold in your hand, uh, other than the ones that AI creates, it seems to be something that's real in cyberspace or the metaverse. This thing is out there. And some people say that it haunts them, right? I mean, it's it's a very, very creepy thing. It kind of, I don't know if you've seen that movie, of uh, Grim Cuddy, but it's like, I don't even think it's called Grim Cuddy, but you can type in Grim Cuddy movie 
And uh, it's along the same lines. Like people are so afraid of this thing that it manifests in real shit, like stomach ulcers and all these different things, right? So weird shit. This is people using internet for very, very dark things. Now this thing, this Loeb became a queer icon right away, adding to the whole anti-Christian thing because you got queers looking up to this thing. And again, having a queer icon that's pictured fucking eating babies and doing fucked up shit is just wrong. It's just weird, dude. You wonder why Christians don't like that gay shit. Like, the gay people really side with, like, the whole, like, Church of Satan and all that stuff, too. It, it seems all very intentional to me. It's, it's not only to cause division, but it's anti-Christian, I think, is what the name of the game is here. Um, I always talk about this, you know, th- this kind of stuff where these, these, these gay people that are over the top, right? Um, ones that identify and call themselves queer as, you know, being proud of it. They're unironically worshiping. And I'm not worshiping, but idolizing. They're unironically idolizing this Loab thing when it came out, when it was seen first, and unironically calling her a demon. I mean, people were like proud of it. Like there was a lady that posted, and you'll see it in the thread. In in 36 hours, Loab became a, a queer icon and all this shit, you know? And it's just it's wild. It's like, what the fuck are you guys doing with your lives here? Whatever. I mean. I don't know. Again, like I said myself just a couple minutes ago, people are into weird shit. And I guess I, I, I just don't know. It's fucking strange to me. But yeah, I'm interested if you have heard about the Loeb. Um, just a, a real shit show of chaos over there with that. But let me get into the next little topic uh, that ties in with everything here. And that is genetic testing, like gathering DNA uh, 23andMe, you got the big four out there, really, right? Uh, most people know 23andMe and Ancestry and things like that, but there's a couple others. There's a lot of other ones, but there's big ones out there. And in January 2019, there were several articles being put out about how DNA testing kits were among some of these most purchased gifts the holiday season the year before in 2018. Now, anyone else remember what happened? Uh, you know, <laughs> late in 2019... The world begins shutting down, right? It begins the process of shutting down. We start the shit getting scared out of us by China and all these places, right? Um, and then we go full full bore in 2020, uh, kind of early 2020, March, right? Um, there's no solid connection there with like the DNA testing and, and the shutdown of shit like that. But there is a connection to DNA testing kits being sold and a global pandemic, which wasn't as deadly as we were told, by the way. When that thing hits, there's a connection there between the pandemic, which spurred something else on, right? In my opinion, and I'm attempting to prove that here to you, I think there's a connection with the DNA test being so popularized by some of the biggest money in the world. Google fucking owns 23andMe, right? There's a lot of of really, really suspicious things going on here. And then when... You know, after the after the pandemic hits, something that happened, like what many of us called this thing a bioweapon, was mass forced onto a lot of people. That's the connection there. The vaccine and the DNA harvesting seems to have a serious connection here. And I'll go I'll go on further. Um, not to quote Kamala Harris here either. Okay, before I move on, not to quote Kamala, kinky Kamala. Gotta love her. Gotta love it. I mean, I, I don't know. Sometimes I see that Adam's apple. I'm like, what the fuck's going on here? But not to quote her, and Ghost is going to laugh if he's hearing this. If there was a Venn diagram 
Okay. If there was a Venn diagram of people, I should try and do it like her, just so that it makes no fucking sense. But if there's a Venn diagram of two people, of groups of people, I'm already doing it like her and I'm not even trying to. I've had a few to drink, okay? If there's a Venn diagram of people who are not interested only in their heritage, but they, they, they trust Google and all these things enough to tell them the truth about it, okay? Certain group of people wants to know more about their heritage, wants to know more about their DNA and their ancestors. And who's going to tell them? The government via Google, okay? These people are in one group. People getting vaccinated by a new dangerous experimental technology are in another group. That group has some serious overlap there in said Venn diagram, okay? It's very suspicious to me. Again, no solid thing yet, but interesting. Now, glossing over the fact that there is in fine print within each one of the big four horsemen of the DNA companies, there is in fine print in each one of these companies that you have to actively tell them not, I repeat, not to share your DNA with a third party. The medical companies, insurance companies, these companies that can, let's say, charge you a higher price for insurance or sell you things that you'll need because they can tell you your genetic history of like heart disease and uh, Alzheimer's and all this shit, right? You have to actively tell them not to do that. It's in the fine print and they'll send you a document. You have to sign it and send it back to them before you give your fucking DNA. Because if they already got your DNA, they're getting rid of that shit. They're selling it for money, okay? You have to actually opt out of this stuff if you're using their service. That's That, that transcends unethical, okay? Glossing over that, those people's DNA was most definitely used to create the jab. Most definitely used, okay? You won't find definitive confirmation about that online, but use some fucking common sense. You can hear the CEO of Moderna, Stefan Bonsell, and I'm probably butchering his name, but who gives a fuck? Because, I mean, if there's a demon out there, it's this guy, okay? Maybe it's Stephanie Bonsell. He's French. Stefan Bonsell, you can hear him say on the March 24th, 2021 BlackRock podcast episode known as The Bid. The podcast is called The Bid. And man, if you want some dull content, go check out The Bid. Um, you can hear him in his own fucking dumb voice say that AI created the COVID vaccine. Okay? If you use a computer to create a vaccine, an artificial intelligence, and that computer has access to all these people that didn't think that when they got their DNA tested, they didn't think that Moderna could get their hands on that information and their literal genetic makeup and their DN fucking A. If you use that computer to create a vaccine, the DNA would be used in that vaccine almost undoubtedly, right? AI scours the internet. It scours available information, not to mention if Moderna and Pfizer and the other, you know, Johnson & Johnson, AstraZeneca, if they knew this and they knew with the, the government behind them if they knew that they could actually access I, I mean I would say hundreds of millions of people's DNA right maybe not that much maybe I'm exaggerating a little bit we'll, we'll be conservative we'll say tens of millions of people's DNA the AI is going to cite these people's DNA while creating a medicine for them and maybe AI wasn't trying to do anything harmful but that's all that AI knows how to do is use the information available to them. They bragged about this new technology and how awesome it was going to work. I think it did everything exactly how they wanted it, right? You can't really cure a flu or a common cold. You just kind of kind of write it out. 
This was definitely weaponized. I had COVID twice. The second time I fucking had it, it felt like I was fucked. My insides were nuked, right? I was super lightheaded. The first time I had it, I just had like a super bad chest cold. Second time, it was like, this does not feel like anything I've ever felt before. And you can't tell me that people that first got sick, when people were talking about COVID, you can't tell me that people were dying right away unless they were old, fat, whatever. And that happens all the time with the flu. My grandfather, God rest his soul, actually uh, died of a, a flu in the 90s, okay? Uh, made him have a heart attack. So, that I mean, that happens. It's happened a lot. This is scary stuff. This is really, really scary stuff. So, to, to clarify, I am completely just throwing this out there. I believe that the AI that Stefan Bonsal was talking about that created the vaccine for Moderna, likely Pfizer as well, right? They, they probably shared this stuff. And if not, they have very similar methods. The AI created a vaccine using all the people's information that are uh, that have their their DNA on record, right? That's terrifying to me. Um, and there's there's ideas that China's doing this as well. We'll get into that here in just a second. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening to the first hour. If you want to hear the full version of this episode, and you're not a member of Patreon.com/slash Dangerous World Podcast. Throw down $3, and you get this and many, many other episodes, almost 200 at this point. And in this one, I continue talking about these DNA data breaches and then wrap up with some gin and genie talk and how it all relates to the transhumanist agenda. So I hope to see you over there at patreon.com slash dangerous world podcast. Thanks for the support.